space. What endless mystery. Look at it. Wow. Who do dare uncover its secrets? The brave crew of the starship Cavalier do dare to scout the heavens, to see some moons, to take a dangerous galaxy trip. This is the true story of them that voyage among, oh, these, those stars of space. Tonight's episode is... The Lost Boy, or A Delicious Day, starring Carly Minardo as Bubsriel, Christopher Hastings as Bluperno Ilion, Branson Reese as Delicious Donald, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. While passing through the Marsis system, we detected the presence of an abandoned Corexian Vermont colony on Marsis 4. What's more, it appears this colony is still holding massive reserves of Galaxium. Praise him! I can't imagine why the Corexians left all this Galaxium behind. I'll probably chalk it up to typical Vermonter forgetfulness. Classic them! Now, as long as the colony is truly abandoned, and why wouldn't it be? Securing this fuel will be a great detail in my permanent record as a lieutenant junior grade. If I'm ever to become lieutenant proper, I need to show them even more initiative and go-getting than I did as an ensign. Lieutenant junior grade's log supplement. I've heard from Gelmeyer and others that they often pepper their official logs with little details about their interests and musings on their feelings. Well, not here! History will look back on these records for an accurate accounting of my career. Best not to jest! We open as the camera pans across the landscape of Marsus Four. It is a beautiful sunny day on this alien world as the meadows come alive with this world's spring. That's right. The air is full with the scent of pollen, as iridescent flowers sprout up all around. The valleys are mostly grassland, but much of the surface is covered with tall mesas and buttes, atop which grow thick, iridescent forests. Kind of an iridescent vibe on Marsus 4, huh? <laughs> Waterfalls flow majestically from the buttes. It's the kind of alien paradise you'd want to see fan art of. <laughs> We see as the light of three teleportation signatures herald the arrival of crew from the CSS Cavalier. You see an aquarium mounted on robotic legs. And inside of that aquarium, 
Well, it's what you typically see in an aquarium. But isn't it funny it has legs? I'm getting distracted. It's Blue Perno Ilion, a silver carpetfish who has psychic abilities and operates as the ship's counselor and occasional negotiations helper, you know, helps see if anybody's lying, maybe breaks into their mind, figures out how to manipulate them from within. It's Blue Perno. Hello, you see a human man, round of belly and pink of face. My name is Delicious. I'm speaking that I'm the character speaking directly to the camera. My name is Delicious Donald. I have blonde hair parted neatly in the middle and a little button nose. I have chocolate stains all over my fingers and my pink concilium uniform. I'm twiddling my little fingers and kissing the chocolate off of each digit. (laughs) I'm the ship's chocolatier. There's not a candy confection I won't sell to the children or the adults, but I must admit I'm favored by the children. My name is Delicious Donald, and I do this voice so often behind the scenes, I forgot I wasn't in a canon episode yet. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, we all know Delicious Donald very well. What a pleasure to introduce him to you, the listener. Hey, watch out if you're driving, okay? That's right. I count as alcohol to a driver. Be very careful behind the wheel. We have notified the local authorities, and if you get pulled over, they might ask you, have you been listening to Delicious Donald? Lie to them. Your life depends on it. Last but not least, you're looking at Bub's Reel. She has a short brown pageboy haircut with a halo and a long straight body like a balloon animal of an angel. That's right. She's a space angel and she was recently promoted to lieutenant junior grade. Have you heard? You take in the sunny landscape. It's stunning. Wow. Ooh. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Sunrise, right? Bob's Real walks to the front of the party and she takes out a pair of space binoculars and she starts looking through them and then she points a long tubular finger uh, into the... We're really getting into like <laughs> Bubs Reel's appearance in a way that is like off-putting. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, and, uh, and she says, ah, yes, to the east. And then she reaches behind her wings and she pulls out what looks like a metal detector, except uh-huh. it's in the shape of the letter G and it's a galaxium detector. And she's going to start kind of like hovering it over the, over the ground. Okay, great. Yeah, the pings indicate that the um, the pings indicate that the galaxium is uh, located in you know in the direct the same direct line that the colony is. It seems like the galaxium is probably stored, uh, you know, as part of the colony or ad- just adjacent to the colony. Now, even though we have reports that this is abandoned, I'm treating it like it could be a hostile environment, and I recommend you do the same. Caution and safety, the name of the game. I must admit, I'm here looking for a new fruit. I've heard rumors of strange new fruits on here. And we in the chocolate industry are always hoping to discover the next cocoa bean. (laughs) Or if not, failing that, any old new fruit will do so that we can extract the natural flavors and put them in a Skittle. Skittles, they're back. Uh, well, Delicious Donald is is 
going through this all. Can you all make a feelings roll for me? Yes. Uh, failure. Success. I got my laser feelings. Wow. Amazing. Donald, would you like to ask me a delicious question? Yes. Joe Lepore, white, milk, or dark? What's your poison? Delicious Donald, you know the answer. All of the above and more. <laughs> that is the only right answer. <laughs> Wee! Star Trek. Um, roll back into the scene. <laughs> Bubsriel, uh, you you might recall as I described this world, I mentioned that the the air was thick with the pollen of spring, and for the first time in your life as a space angel, you feel a little tickle in your nostrils. Is that congestion? Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> and is it true? No, no, she doesn't oh. get the release because oh, it's no. too close to an orgasm, Ooh. and she's not allowed. Oh. Yeah, we all, listeners, we all know a sneeze is a lot like coming. Uh, <laughs> oh, these, those stars of space, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, it does feel good. Like, we have shifted from I didn't Carly's... make that up. I didn't make it up. It's, it's the thing that people say. You wish for a moment that Dr. Dewey had elected to come on this away mission, but alas, he's back on board doing Dr. Dewey things. You've got a hike ahead of you. Best set off. She rubs uh, the the water from her irritated eyes. Uh, away we go! And starts marching towards the colony. Joe, can I ask, what's like the terrain that we're walking across here? It's pretty gentle terrain, right? You're, you're on sort of the planet's surface. You see a lot of these buttes and mesas sort of poking up from the ground all around you. They rise they rise hundreds of feet above you but as just following the just following you know the space between them sort of it's it's a pretty easy walk you're not you, there aren't a lot of obstacles i love it i i roll from gentle hill to gentle hill <laughs> <laughs> like a slow sonic the hedgehog <laughs> but if i'm struck hershey kisses fall out of me delicious donald why don't you make another feelings roll for me don't mind if i do Oh, I got a success. You see, just on the next little hill, the next soft, gentle hill, why, there's a little shrub growing with little purple spheres that seem to be growing out of it. Purple spheres? Now I'm thinking fruit. And I'm going to, I'm going to bound over. I grab my knees up in my hands and like on my, my, my buttocks, I like bound <laughs> like forward towards the bush. <laughs> <laughs> As you get closer, you see that they are, they do bear all the hallmarks of fruit. They're, they've got sort of like a, like a pockmarked texture, almost like a strawberry with little, you know, with the little seedlings covering the outside. That's fruit, all right. They're perfect spheres. <gasps> Such marvelous treats. And I'm going to grab one and try to pull it off of the, pull it off of the bush. Make a, make a feelings roll. I make my feelings roll. Oh, I succeed again. You pull the fruit off. Whee! I'm going to take a big <laughs> sniff of it. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to bite down. Delicious Donald, I have horrible news. Oh no! The texture in this skin of this fruit are rich and satisfying, but the mm. flavor, oh, delicious Donald, 
It tastes just like a regular apple. Oh, there's no merit to this new discovery. We've already apples. <laughs> and I, I, I toss it away. Ooh, Granny Smith, red delicious. The other ones. Oh, I have no room for these apples. This apple, oh, terrible. Call me when you're a new flavor. And I'm gonna, uh, I rattle the bush just to like, to show it who's boss. <laughs> Uh, little orange berries, tiny little orange berries fall out when you shake it. Oh, all is forgiven. I'm going to grab a handful and uh, yeah. try to eat those. Delicious, Donald. It's a whole new flavor. <gasps> that I've never tasted before? Yes. <gasps> this is the most fun I've ever had role-playing. <laughs> Wee! It's sweet, but with a with a with a subtle hint of tartness. <gasps> the perfect, the golden ratio. They said it was a myth. This is the perfect flavor. Comrades, comrades, come quick! Oh, did you find Galaxium? I don't know. <laughs> Bob's real. Uh, uh, Bob's real bounds over. Please, please eat my marvelous treats. Um, well, I can if you like, but it won't. I've got just, like, orange stains all over my <laughs> yeah, mouth yeah, yeah. already, and I'm just, like, handing them to them. It's like the, whatever the inverse of Gollum keeping the ring from you, that's, like, the energy I have as I try to, like, get you to eat these. <laughs> I can if you like, but it won't nourish me a bit. As a space angel, I may eat, but it's like throwing it into a trash can. That's holy. <gasps> what? But eating is the most holy thing. Eating delicious treats and sweets. Plus, sometimes you eat things with holes. <gasps> like a donut. A chocolate <laughs> donut. Um, while his comrades are uh, sampling or not sampling the delicious foreign treats without testing them first, uh, Blue Perno <laughs> gazes over the horizon, squinting his big fish eyes, and his tongue sticks ever so slightly out of his mouth as he concentrates. Joe... Luperno is scanning for sentient life. He's he's stretching his psychic powers out as gently and broadly as possible. Luperno, make a feelings roll. Yes, of course. But of course. Success. I have a very low number, which makes feelings rolls go very well for me. I want to golf clap him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I have min max my character. Blue Perno, there isn't much, but there is something. There's almost like a little tickle at the back of your Fitch brain. Something's out there that isn't delicious Donald and isn't Bub's real, but is awake and is alive. Blue Perno snaps his tongue back into his big mouth and uh, realigns his focus to the material world and directs his uh, mechanical legs over to Bub's real. Hello! Bub's real, yes. I have to report, I have detected awakened life forms somewhere here on the planet. We are not alone with merely fruits and berries and iridescent beauty. Oh, okay. I see. Well, this is the sort of thing I was theoretically prepared for. Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to assume hostility given that we're on enemy terrain. Let's just be on our guard. I will continue to check in as we go and see if I can deliver more information. Do you have any sense of the scale of this life form? Is it a big boy? A little boy? 
I don't know. Too far away. My powers are not unlimited. I hope an angel of God can understand and sympathize. My powers are unlimited, but alas, by my rank I am limited to what I may legally perform. Why, I could split this planet in two and check for creatures of all sizes, but I won't. I'm only a lieutenant junior grade. And you see that her halo shines just a little brighter. Ah, uh, <laughs> I see your halo has responded to humility, one of your god's virtues. Congratulations. Thank you. She kind of gives delicious Donald a pat on the shoulder, like, let's Boop. go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm completely, whoa, whoa. Uh, I'm just grabbing orange berries and I'm shoving them in my pocket so I can take them back to the ship and harness this flavor. Uh, delicious Donald, make a feelings roll for me. Yes, Joe. Oh, I got a success. It, the thought occurs to you. What if you combine this flavor with chocolate? <gasps> what, if, what if I combine this flavor with chocolate? And I use some of just the ambient chocolate that's always on me. And I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sort of rub my hands together to like mix the flavor. And then I lick my palm. It's really good. Ooh. It's like if Augustus Gloop didn't blow the tests. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I live in a world with no strange moral punishments. <laughs> I lick my palm. Um, it tastes delicious. And I say, I've done it. I've succeeded in my goal for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> delicious Donald, Donald teleports away. <laughs> Bye. Wait. No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. I love the flavor. I've realized I can mix it with chocolate. And I, I'm just collecting as many as I can. My pockets are just like stuffed with these orange berries. And of course, even though you like the flavor of this berry, it is possible there could be something even better. No oh, more? More? Well, then that would be gluttony. To want more when you have enough is gluttony. The one sin I am deeply guilty of. And I turn to Bubsreel and I say, don't tell Bubsreel. <laughs> <laughs> Bob's real shudders at the mention of sin. She uh, she pats the opposite ear of the one that delicious Donald spoke into and uh, knocks the chocolate loose from it. Just chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I won't condemn you for a small indulgence, but please let's not forget why we're here. We're here to collect Galaxium. Yes, Galaxium. Yes. On we go. On we go. And she's going to keep swishing around the Galaxium detector as she marches towards the colony. You might want to be careful, Bubsreel, because as you're swinging that Galaxium detector around, you begin to feel a rumble in the earth. Oh. The rumble is growing, growing louder, growing stronger. And then, over a rise, you see, coming towards you, a herd, a giant herd of birds, chicken-like and flightless, running towards you. Along with them comes a horrible odor. Even with your newfound allergies, Bubsreel, it pierces your olfactory senses. Oh, it's horrible. You can't help but think, and I hate to even say this to the listener, but it's almost like a skunk times two. Ah! Ooh, it's infecting the water of my tank. How vile! Oh, stinky water. It's hitting my taste buds. Oh, how terrible. My feather is guilty of stink by association. She's she's going to look for cover to see if she can duck and grab her, her comrades. 
Well, there's not a lot of cover because there's not a lot of, uh, you know, it's pretty much grassland all around you. It's pretty much meadow. There, there are the buttes, there are the mesas that sort of rise up around you, but they're pretty sheer cliffs. I would like for Bobzeril to gather Blue Perno and Delicious Donald under her arms and start running on the tops of these birds. Okay, make a laser's roll. Okay. It's a success! Yes, you do it! Bub's reel, uh, without without thinking, says, Excuse me! And grabs both her colleagues, one under each arm, and starts just hopping along the top the tops of these birds, moving ever eastward, like she's skipping on stones across a little stream. The grace of an angel. That's me! The strength of a bodybuilder. That's me! Blue Perno, can you make a uh, can you make a lasers roll? Yes, it will go badly, I'm sure. It did. Blue Perno, as Bubsreel is carrying you across, though graceful and angelic she is, some of your water is sloshing out of your tank. Ah, no! Ah, it is protecting me. I need it. What's going on? I'm losing water in my tank. Once we are done with this crisis, I fear we may need to find a fresh source. Bobsreel, I have an idea. Oh! Toss me across the birds like a beach ball in a baseball game. I'll bounce harmlessly from bird to bird, and you can focus on holding Bluperno with both hands. She's going to spin you around in her arm like she's winding up for a, for a pitch. <laughs> and then at the, the top of the arc of her last swing, she she lets you go. And you, you let me go, and I go flying off, uh, up into the air singing, I love chocolate! <laughs> like Edwin and Mary Poppins. Delicious Donald, make a lasers roll for me. Sure. No. Why? Like Babe Ruth pointing to the catcher's mitt. I don't think I'm going to get this. <laughs> That's a failure. Delicious Donald, despite your sunny expectations for this maneuver, you do just crash back to earth like a man would. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> You do not bounce off the chickens like a beach ball. You you smother several, crushing them under your weight. Oh dear, sorry, good fellows. What's worse, your bottom is very bruised. Oh, my bottom's been bruised, and there's more chickens coming. Bob's reel sees this, and she she has she realizes she's gotta she's gotta go back and get him. So she's gonna try to wheel change direction. She she hops. Um, mm-hmm. she, like, she she doesn't hop forward or backward. She just does a vertical hop. Okay. Um, rotating in midair so that she then lands on one of the birds going in the direction of where Donald landed. Of course. A classic jump spin. Yes. Make a laser's roll. Big failure. Something something slips. You trip. You don't land on the bird you think you are. And you fall over. Oh, no! Luperno, you're knocked to the side, too. Half no! the water falls out of your tank. No, no, my precious Ashton. Uh. Um, Bubsreel, Bubsreel, like lands awkwardly on some of the on some of the charging birds. She's rubbing her eyes; they're so itchy. She's never itched before in her life. She's freaking out. Why would he do this to me? Why, Lord? There's no answer. What? The birds are running over you. You feel. You feel the odor permeating the fabric of your uniforms. Oh, no! Oh, sticky. Bob's reels thrashing around on the ground. She's rubbing her eyes. Um, without thinking, she expands her wings to their full wingspan, knocking some of the birds away from her. She starts to kind of 
But she is completely distracted. She's like, she's she's really gunked up. Delicious Donald, you're trying to like get back upright while these while these birds continue to like stampede over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you make another lasers roll? Yes, I can. That's another failure, Joe. Okay, you just roll around some more, crushing no. more, crushing more of these birds under your weight. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you're not my enemies. I'm a good man. And then I have an idea. My pockets are full of delicious food. Perhaps you'd like to eat some? And I pull so I just pull like a guy, and it's all like crushed and melted already. Yeah. In my pocket. I just pull like a, a, a sopping handful of this like orangey chocolate out, and I extend it to the birds. Uh, make a laser roll. <laughs> That's a success. Just in the nick of time, as you see a bunch of these birds suddenly turn and look at your hand, your outstretched hand, with desire and hunger in their eyes. A look you only know too well, delicious Donald. All of their faces transform into the faces of hungry children, my favorite terrain. <laughs> I put my hand out like Chris Pratt in the Jurassic Park sequels. This, this is what taming an animal is. <laughs> it works. Woo-hoo. They all seem like they have submitted to your call. Yes, I've domesticated these great beasts. The way to a beast heart is through its tummy. And I, I, I give them, I feed them freely. I let them lick chocolate off of my hands. They eat it happily. Yes, yes, good friends. Won't you carry me and my comrades to our, our destination? They talk amongst themselves for a minute, and then they all they all nod and turn back to you and sort of, like, present their backsides for riding. Ooh, I love a backside. Luckily, so it was three of these birds that sort of listened to you. The herd moves on, leaving Gluperno and and Bubsreel alive, but messed up. And I I venture over to them with the the two birds. I say, good news, comrades. They speak the international language of candy. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Bubsreel's eyes are like almost swollen shut. She's got like a little bubble coming out of her nose. Uh, her her usually perfect page boy haircut is slightly scuffed up. Bluperna's robotic legs clumsily hoist the aquarium back up as though, you know, it, he looks like a horse that was just born, learning how to walk within the first 30 seconds of its life. Uh, <laughs> the water in his tank is so low, the, the poor fish has got to, like, push himself to the bottom of the aquarium just to keep breathing. Bubsreel takes out a canteen of water. Okay. And she's gonna like, you know, try to try to force her eyes open wide enough to aim it into Blue Perno's tank. The volume of Blue Perno's tank is deceptively large, and when you empty that canteen, getting rid of your drinking water, it doesn't really do much. You know, it, it adds about like a centimeter of depth. Is that enough? I don't drink water. I appreciate the effort, of course. But we have to find a larger source. Also, you know, you've thrown off the pH. You've thrown off the pH <laughs> level a little bit. I, yeah. Why don't we just teleport back to the Cavalier and regroup? They've got perfectly good water there. You could get an allergy medicine for yourself. And Donald, of course, you can clean up. No, oh, it won't matter. We 
can't teleport now. That would be admitting defeat. And we haven't even gotten started yet. This is my first mission as Lieutenant Junior Grade. I can't go back a failure with this face. What are we talking about? Let's go. We're on these smelly birds. <sighs> the Like even now, clo like now that you're just up close and, and personal with these domesticated birds, it's rough. It's like really strong. You feel like you're tasting it with every, you know, you're, you try to like breathe through your mouth, but you, you can taste the smell. But the birds all clearly have grown, have already grown fond of you. Bobsdale's like petting the one that she's riding on, but she's making like a little stinky face. And, and she's like, I have news. I can taste. And uh, Luperno's mobile aquarium rests very awkwardly on the back of an organic life. Um, and I'm going to pull a, a clothespin out of my back pocket and put it around my nose. And mm -hmm. as soon as I do, I'm like, oh, dear, that's an extremely painful thing to do. It's not like cartoons. It doesn't work. It's, it's crushing. Oh, my God, the cartilage. And I pull it off and toss it over my shoulder. Oh, oh, I've lost four hit points. <laughs> <laughs> It seems you can speak to these creatures. Can you ask them about water for our friend here? Of course, of course. And I'm gonna use more uh, I'm gonna chocolate. I'm gonna like waft chocolate past the nose of my of my great noble steed. Mm -hmm. You there, steed. Do you know of water where we could fill up on more? It looks up at you with with bird eyes. You know, not the most like yeah conscious eyes you've ever seen on an animal. And then it and then it turns and sort of like motions its beak toward one of the waterfalls falling down from the, from the mesas, collecting in little pools at the feet of each butte. Oh, bad news. They don't understand language. Oh, a waterfall. I suppose I could have seen that myself. Well, that's wonderful. Well, we get to the, to the little pond, to the pool. Luperno dismounts and walks into the water and then lowers the tank directly into it and sort of squishes around in there to, to empty out the gross, yucky water that was left over and then and then lifts himself back up with a full sloshing. What's it like in the waters of Marsis 4? It feels good. You you get a rich mineral profile that, that is different from what the distilled, processed water you normally get on the Cavalier. There's a lot more to this water. There's a lot more in this water. You feel, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty refreshing. It's like after a long flight when you've been using nothing but airplane bathrooms, and now you get to sit on a, on a <laughs> spacious throne, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes, Joe, I do know exactly what you're saying. And there's something else going on, though. You, as you breathe in this new water, you feel a change overcoming you. Suddenly, the thoughts of Bub's Reel and Delicious Donald are fading away, becoming fuzzy around the edges for you. But instead, in that, pl in that place, their emotions seem much clearer to you and much stronger to you. It seems like this water is muting your telepathy, but activating empathy? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong, Luperno? Whoa, you seem very worried. Calm down. What? Ah, it's so loud. I... Ah, your anxiety is blinding me. I'm not <laughs> anxious. I'm desperate. What's wrong with you? Oh, don't be mad. I'm going to put a, a chocolate hand on... Um, well, he doesn't have shoulders. I'm going to put it on the edge of his bowl, like, leaving a handprint mark on the bowl. What's wrong, Blue Burno? It must be this water. It is 
dampened my ability to read thoughts and has amplified my sensitivity to your feelings and emotions. Oh, well, can you figure out what spooked these birds? Ah, yes, I will try. Luperno attempts to feel out what the birds are so afraid of. You didn't get, uh, you're not getting a lot of fear. They seem pretty happy right now. They seem pretty comfortable. Ah, these birds are fine. If only I could read their minds and their thoughts, they could articulate exactly what it was. But right now they feel nothing. They like as uh, a chocolate. Oh, yes. Well, something spooked them. Otherwise, why would they run? I'm afraid when it comes to emotions, all you can go by is what's in front of you. Bob's Reel is going to... She's going to take some of the water from the pool and try to flush her eyes out. Um, make a feelings roll. I got my laser feelings. <gasps> Bob's Reel, do you want to ask me a question? Is the thing that frightened these birds... Is it nearby? Uh, yeah. All right, so she's flushing her eyes. Your allergies instantly clear as you as you wash yourself in these local waters. She blinks and her, her eyelashes look twice as long as they did before. <laughs> really charming. Um, and she's, she's scanning the horizon, specifically the direction that the birds started charging from to see if she can make out anything that would have spooked them. You can't make it out, Bub's Real, but you do know that this, that they were coming from the direction of this colony you're headed towards. Well, I don't see anything. Granted, I'm not using the full ability of my angel's sight, but I don't see anything. However, they were coming from the direction of the colony. Which makes me think it's not abandoned after all. Well, it seems to me that the only way to find out for sure is to head towards what they were running from. They also seem awfully domesticated. You know, it sort of feels like they've been around other, you know, people type things. Yes, they have a very convenient level of sentience <laughs> that only comes from domestication. All, the bir- all three birds bow. Wow! In fact, it's almost like a curtsy motion, you know. Well, that's With nice. The, they they stick out their wings and do a do a curtsy. <laughs> and I'm gonna toss more treats to them. I just t- I have a little more chocolate in my pocket, and I I I flick it. I just have it on my hands, and I just like flick some chocolate up towards them. Uh, yeah, they they chomp it up hungrily, and and Bluperno, it's almost like you see one pink heart appear above each bird. <laughs> uh, you have. Increased your connection with the bird. I have a feeling you can only do this once per day. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Bob's Reel is going to just sort of like brush herself off and uh, try to collect her bearings. I thought this was going to be a lot easier than it seems it will. We have to approach this colony with caution. The three of us are good, very good, but I'm not ready to take on, you know, an entire populated colony. Do you think it wise to approach from the direction we've been approaching? Should we maybe send an envoy to scope it out? Eh, Bumsriel, I think you are afraid of appearing to be lacking in leadership ability. What? Wow! Whoa! I did not mean to suggest, I'm just saying that... I'm not lacking in anything! I am just saying that sending in someone else to go ahead of us is just as bad as going back to the ship for like 30 seconds as then coming right back here. It would even be worse. No, we must journey forward. All right, I agree with you. I agree. I don't like that you questioned me, but I do agree with you. Let's go. 
Great. Atop your trusty steeds, this hike goes much faster, and before long, you reach the outskirts of the colony. But I'm afraid to say, Bub's real, that it's only now you realize that the colony itself, why... Oh, it's atop one of these large buttes. You're right next to the colony, but it's 300 feet in the air. What the hell? No, sorry, she wouldn't say that. She absolutely would not say that. Oh, dear. Um... <laughs> Oh my god, oh, your anger and consternation is bright, red hot. I don't know who told you people like updates on their own emotions, but I don't like what you're doing. Ah, I don't see. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Thank you. You see, I I can see her emotions very clearly, but she's told me she doesn't like it, so I told her that I am a mess. Psychology. Lupino, <laughs> how do I feel right now? Hungry. <laughs> and I clap. <laughs> Yay! Bubs Real furrows her brow, but her forehead doesn't wrinkle. Her eyebrows just get lower. She's she puts her hand on the side of this of the butte that's like ground level. And she's just sort of feeling around, trying to sense if there's maybe a hidden pathway or a handhold like some kind of indication of how do people get up and down you know what i mean bub's real make a lasers roll okay success as you run your long tubular fingers along this rock surface you catch something yes that's why yes just almost perfectly camouflaged yes there's a handhold Bubsreel grabs delicious Donald's chocolatey hand and kind of places it over the handhold. Donald, feel, look, it's a climbing wall. <gasps> a climbing wall. And I'm going to uh, I'm going to take my hands which are covered in like sticky chocolate already. I'm going to hold them out to the sun to just dry them just like a little bit. And then I'm going to uh, like Spider-Man like I'm going to try to just like scale. Delicious Donald, here's the deal. You've made the classic chocolatier's folly because <gasps> holding your chocolatey hands up to the sun does not make them drier. It makes them meltier. No. <laughs> this makes them also Delicious Donald, of course. The chocolatier's gift, it makes them stickier. <laughs> chocolatiers take away and chocolatiers give. Wee! And I, I scale up the side, just like, like pop, 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 just like a Garfield, like plushy, stuck to the inside of a uh, car window in the eighties, yeah. just like climbing up, like Tom cruising up the the Burj Khalifa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, up I go. Does Blue Perno- Blue Perno's suit does it have arms? It does not have arms, but its legs can do this. And uh, one of the legs like extends like at a 90 degree angle to the other one and then grips to the wall and then the other one uh, rotates upward and grips to the wall so it's basically rotated like a perfect gyroscope and now they're essentially just like it's just like uh, watching an elevator go up Bob's Reel turns to one of the the birds that they rode yeah and, and says, you you see you see as the birds watch Delicious Donald and Blue Perno climb they look a little crestfallen their new friends are leaving them Bubs Reel turns to them and says How about you can you fly They shake their heads <laughs> Wow we could have talked this whole time They nod Oh How did you get down here They sort of look 
confusedly at each other and sort of like shrug their shrug their wings. Too much too fast. How did you okay. <laughs> Do you live up there? And she points to the top of where the colony is. They look at each other and shake their heads. No, you don't, or no, you don't know? They look at you and shake their heads. Okay. Goodbye! They wave. <laughs> Bob's reel starts to climb. As we climb, Luperno would like to try his broad range uh, psychic probe, though his, his powers are dampened. Yes, Luperno, you feel a. Uh... Yes, that's coming through clearly. A loneliness. And it's strong and it's close. Ah, well, that's good. We probably won't get in trouble with the lonely person. <laughs> What's that? Um, Bob's Reel's below you. What's that? You you feel a lonely person? Yes. Oh, it is so potent. Great, maybe they'll be happy to see us. That's what I was thinking. I'm glad we all feel very hopeful right now. It's much more accommodating to my palate. Yeah! Blueburner, what am I feeling right now? <laughs> Thirsty. <laughs> oh, chocolate. And I, I, I clap, so I fall off, and I very quickly, I put my hands back onto the, the sheer cliff. Like, oh, that was a close one. But I am thirsty for chocolate. Bob's Reel is, uh, is climbing alongside of you both, and then she turns to deliver. You know, I've never tried chocolate, not once. What? Not once? No, I don't eat. And chocolate, I associate with devil's food. Blue Perno, Blue Perno, you sense an intense anger <laughs> bubbling up in Delicious Donald. Uh, 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 oh, no. Bubsy, stop. You endanger our mission. You don't know what you're missing. I'm missing... You think you're better than chocolate? I didn't say that. I said the just... God's fruit. Well, now let's not, you know, the lathe of heaven. Let's not create a false idol with chocolate. De- devil's food. Devil's food. There is but one God I worship. <laughs> wow. I take it it's not space Jehovah. No. No. It's it's and I, I I reach a hand out. Eat, eat, eat the chocolate off my hand. I eating your hand. Don't eat the hand. Eat the ch- If you must, you must. But eat the chocolate off the hand. If I lose the hand, I lose it. Mr. Donald, it does occur to you that there are like many chocolate bars in your in your uniform in different pockets and compartments. Well, it doesn't occur to Bub's Reel and she takes a little lick of chocolate oh. off his hand. I'm continuing with the other hand to just like hop, hop like hopping <laughs> yeah, up yeah, yeah. one hand forward. You, you taste it. What happens? Bub's real, desperate not to jeopardize the mission, thinks it's best and takes the tip of her little tongue and licks a, it's just like a perfectly straight line through the chocolate. Her tongue settles in her angelic mouth and the taste buds crackle. There's bitterness and a little bit of saltiness and a lot of sweetness. It's fruity. It's floral. Her eyes start to well up with tears again. And then they start to swell. She's allergic to chocolate. <gasps> and she starts no. to tumble off the side of the butte. Oh, no! Oh, Donald, what have you done? I didn't realize. I was just trying to help her. 
But I mean, if she's allergic to chocolate, maybe she's better off dead. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, what am I saying? I'm, I am a person, ultimately. I'm not just... I'm not just a paragon of chocolate. The chocolate can't speak through me. I speak through the chocolate. Blue Perno, Blue Perno, Blue Perno, you get the intense impression that Delicious Donald is just saying this for your benefit. (laughs) (laughs) But it's too, it's too, there's too much going on for you to dwell on it. Your friend is falling, falling. Falling! I'm gonna turn and like Gollum or like a squirrel climb headfirst down yeah. to try to like to try to intercept. Bub's real. Yes. You're falling. You're falling. Make a feelings roll. Major success. Bub's real. As you're falling, as as you're going into the, as you're having this reaction, your body is reacting in a way it has never reacted to a substance before. But a thought occurs to you, and maybe you should have had this thought before you even started the climb. Of course, your wings. Well, that would be cheating. But it doesn't matter because her her wings um just the the air pressure of the fall has expanded them enough that they start to catch the wind and she can't, she can't help it. She's not trying to cheat or anything, but she starts to just sort of glide. Um she catches the air and she starts to sort of glide upward. Oh, well, this wasn't the plan. I'm following the rules, see? And she sort of starts just like scrabbling her hands towards the butte as if she's climbing, but really she is she is flying up the face of the of the cliff. And as a result of the updraft, she arrives at the at the at the peak before anyone else. Yeah, I turn back around and climb up the normal way, making it to the top. <laughs> but okay. it's still sort of a it's still sort of a spider crawl, right? It's still yeah. sort of like a I'm still yeah, doing it, yeah, spider style. Yeah. Whoop, alley-oop. And, and Blue Perno's ascent was never interrupted. Before long, you join Bub's Reel, and there you take it in. The colony, or what's left of it. You see a collection of log cabin buildings all gathered around a sort of central square, but most are looking a little forlorn, empty, abandoned. It seems the rumors were true. The Vermonters must have left this place some time ago. Except, of course... <gasps> For the arrow that comes flying out of nowhere, piercing Bluperno's tank. Oh no, I was hoping it wouldn't be me. Greetings! I am Gorstar. And I am Zelzor. We are two elder gods of the cosmos. We have seen as constellations take their first sweet breath and watched as Z-beams danced on the Eye of Capricorn. For the past billion years, we have been on a great search. We seek to find the greatest deals in the galaxy! Gorstar, I believe I have found it. Zelzor, spill. Have you heard of the podcast, Oh These, Those Stars of Space? With Ali Fisher? Of course. Did you know you can join their Patreon for just... Five Earth dollars a month? That already sounds good, but what does that get you? An entire new Patreon-exclusive episode every month. Zelzor, I cannot believe what I'm hearing. These episodes, are they shorter than the free ones? No, they are full-length Patreon-exclusive adventures. And Zelzor, is Grunda in them? Sometimes. 
Well, you've proven it. That is the greatest deal in the galaxy! I hope $5 a month doesn't also get you access to the These Those Discord, exclusive art, and oh, These Those Chats of Show, the chat podcast where they answer fan questions! It does, Four Star. It does. Ha <laughs> ha! Incredible! We've done it! What shall we do now, Zelzor? Our task is complete. Well, first we should go to patreon.com slash oh these those stars of space to subscribe hopefully there's a link in the show notes yes of course and after that let's eat a giraffe When we last left our heroes, an arrow had pierced the tank of Blucerno Leon. Oh no, I forgot! <laughs> um, a, a trickle <laughs> of water drips down out of the hole. A second too late, Bubs Reel's hand reaches out to snatch the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> right on time, Delicious Donald's chocolate finger plugs up the hole, like one of his heroes, that boy from Holland. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I'm partially based on. <laughs> Bubs Reel's eyes dart to the direction that the arrow came from. What does she see? As I described earlier, okay. the, these the, the tops of these buttes are covered in thick forests. And so the colony is, is here amongst the trees built from the very logs of this forest. And you see uh, a silhouette up in the, in the, up in the tree canopy. Bubs Reel is going to charge. She whips her flaming sword off of her back and charges towards the silhouette. You won't get away so easy! Another arrow flies at you, Bubs Reel. Make a laser's roll. Ah, uh, success. You dodge it just in time. Wow! Mon dieu. Bluperno has learned uh, that his, his abilities are changing on the fly, and so where he would normally reach out to sort of speak to someone psychically, now he knows to send waves of calming, soothing energy, healing on an emotional level. Thinks of blankets, safety, the love of your favorite parent. We've all got one. <laughs> and, he, and he emanates it. And he, he's just saying like, calm down, but not in the condescending. Blue Perno, make a, make a prepared feelings roll. Thank you. Oh no. Uh, but I get to go twice because it's prepared, right? Yeah. yeah. Incredible, I failed the first one. Ah, but the second one's a success. I had a very good chance. The arrows stop flying. You hear a voice call out from the treetops. It says, Who are you? Who are you? I asked first. Uh... Bob's really, like, turns to them to see if that, like, are those the rules? Those are the rules. I give a big thumbs up. That's fair is fair. We're here for Galaxium. We're friends with your birds. What birds? Oh... The smell. You met some skunk chickens. <laughs> wow, I didn't expect it to be such a one-to-one naming. Well, that's great. Yes, we're... They were named by humans, so when they when humans smell them, they call them, well, skunk chickens. Who are you? You sound like a little guy. Hey, I'm not so little. And down from the trees, swing, well, a little guy. Yeah. But more specifically, <laughs> a boy. Oh. Okay, there we go. 
He looks to be no older than 10 years old. He's a little dirty and has long, messy hair. He carries a, a bow that he seems to have made himself and a collection of arrows made from sticks and twigs and little and little rocky arrowheads. <gasps> a feral child! But still, I bet he has a little boy's <laughs> hunger for chocolates and treats. Thinking quickly, I'm going to pull chocolate gum out of my back pocket, chew it very quickly. <laughs> pull out the, the sticky gum and slam it onto Bluperno's tank, uh, plugging up the hole. Delicious Donald. Thank you. When it comes to candy, I'm right on top. You didn't answer my question. Who are you? And I'm going to step forward, probably. My name is Delicious Donald. I am a chocolatier. That's right, little boy. I sell chocolates and treats and candies and sweets. All for the low, low price of free. And I am a space angel, humble servant to the Lord. And my name is Bluperno. I can already tell that you've got a, quite a sweet tooth on you, don't you? Can I interest you in a starburst? He holds up the bow. Oh, <gasps> born of a chocolate boy. A man after my own heart. How about an M and M? Stop it. Stop it right now. <laughs> what but such marvelous treats, all free for you. So, wait a minute. You came here for the... Galaxium? Well, not me. I came here to discover new fruits to add to chocolates and change the taste. Why, would you like... And I reach a hand in my pocket and I pull out just another gob full of this, like, orangey chocolate. I go, would you like to taste the delicious combination? No, no! Bluperno, you're feeling that intense loneliness emanating from this boy, from this child. So you didn't... You didn't come to rescue me? We did not know you were here. But of course, if you would like to be rescued, you are welcome to come back with us. And uh, Blue Panero is sending out wave after wave of that soothing, safe energy. And then he just hits it with a little spike of a craving for chocolate. The loneliness is overpowering. Blue oh, you, no. You can't break through. I cannot. He does not listen to my words or my feeling powers. So they didn't, <laughs> they, they didn't send anyone for me. I was sure they would. Who's they, little guy? My parents. I assumed once they returned to Corexia, they would have sent for, they would have, like a rescue. Oh, it doesn't matter. He stomps off. Uh, Bubs Rail's going to walk after him and try to catch up with him and like sort of just put a hand on his, on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she says, hey, now, don't think like that. They might not have forgotten about you. They might have died in transit and thought of you fondly in their final moments. <laughs> and she, be she, she beams at him, hopefully. <laughs> You're right. They might be dead. I don't know. And they might be with the Lord, even though they're from Vermont. <laughs> even though. And then he notices the vanguard insignia on your uniform bubs reel and he whips his bow back up now now um, you're from the concilium bubs Reel's just going to very gently she doesn't want to hurt this boy she's just going to take her hand and just sort of like dampen the bow by like s gently squeezing the bowstring and the the wood of the bow together you know she's just kind of shutting it down 
I thought you were like gently firing the arrow at herself. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You probably killed them, and now you're here to finish the job. Now, if I had killed them, the job would be done because they'd be dead. And I don't want to kill a child. I'm just here for Galaxium. I'd be happy to take you home or see, you know, who might want to adopt you in a friendlier area of space. This is, this is your pitch? <laughs> um, excuse me, uh, everybody. Perhaps we can all take a moment uh, to collect ourselves. Luperno attempts to create uh, a psychic conference between his two uh, companions that will allow them to speak in a milliseconds. Yeah, I get like a little notification that I've been like invited to a breakout room in my own brain. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. That's what it is. It's a psychic breakout room. We cut to the psychic plane. Bluperno, it's a little foggier, a little hazier than you're used to. What with these new waters? Ah! Filling your brain with empathy. But yes, you can form a sort of a rapport with Bubsreel and Delicious Donald. We have a quandary on our hands. This is the child of the enemy, and they must not know that we are in this space. However, I cannot help but feel a deep sympathy for a lost boy out here in the wild. Oh, I don't know what to do. We, in fact, Vermontus could come back for him. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe Vermontus come back for him. And we uh, we leave him with a nice story that would happen soon. So nice we believe it ourselves, no? No. The love of children has sustained me my entire life. I sell chocolates to them. Who would I be if I would turn my back on a child now? Even a child from Vermont. No, we must help this child no matter the consequences and throw ourselves at the mercy of the Vermont Corexian Alliance. Well, I agree with part of what you said. I don't think we should be throwing ourselves at the mercy of, you know, our greatest enemies. But I do think we should find a way to help this boy and help ourselves to Galaxium. It's our mission. Let's not forget. Perhaps we tell him that we can help and we'll believe it and then we will get him to tell us where the Galaxium is. Perhaps we offer him help on a condition. He must tell his parents or whoever's left, his parents might be dead. That's very true, Bob's real. They very well might be dead. He tells his parents or guardians or whoever that there was nobody here at all. I do think this boy might have been abandoned. He might be alone. We should ask him. After all, he's got that whole lost boy feral thing going on. He might be the only one left. Okay, so it's agreed. I'll soothe his savage heart with chocolate treats. And then, once he's happy and chocolate-filled, we'll get him talking and see his full story. And then if we know whether he's abandoned or whatever the story is, we can move from there. Yes! On three! And Bobsreel puts her hand in the center of the circle. I put a chocolate bar in. The levitating fish in front of you uh, sticks out a fin. Blinks, and you're all back to reality. Three! Yes, you are back to reality, but Blue Perno, remember, your psychic powers are a little different, a little 
stranger here in these with these new waters filling your tank. It's not quite going how you usually expect it. And no, this little psychic conference didn't take place over milliseconds. It took place over minutes. And when you <laughs> blink back into reality, you are all tied up to a tree. Oh, oh no! Oh, betrayal. Can we see the boy? Is he around? He's like sort of crouching in a branch above you. Bob's real, you know, she she wants to she wants to do this right, so she's not going to make a big show bursting out of the uh, out of the, the tethers that are binding them to this, this tree. But uh, she's going to just sort of flex to test the strength of whatever it is that's binding them. It's it's strong rope. Strong rope. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know it's been made by hand. Okay. Yeah. She could easily. You can tell it's been. You can tell it's actually been braided from child's hair. Oh, boy, little guy. What do you want? Where did you get all this gorgeous hair? My head. Wow. Listen, big big man. Can I talk to you? Okay. You've got us tied up. We're no threat to you whatsoever. Can we just have a dialogue? I don't see why not. Would you mind telling us how you arrived here on this beautiful land of of, of delicious berry-filled bushes? I was brought here as a baby by my parents. And what was their goal? To drop you off or to graze you here? They were geologists from Vermont, sent here as sent here with the colonists. Now, if you're from Vermont, you must have a biological urge to consume maple. We all do, yeah. It's genetically inbred into you. How could you not? Have you ever tasted maple? Only the food printer kind. We never got the real stuff this far from Vermont. What if I told you that in my possession right now is a maple lollipop? Shaped like the leaf itself. No. Yes. No. There's no shortage of treats on my person. <laughs> but how would a vanguard guy have maple candy? It doesn't oh, make sense. The innocence of children. Don't you know? The common language in all human beings is a love of candy. A sweet tooth which combines us all. We're all but one hungry mouth waiting to be fed from the top of the food pyramid. But I swore I'd never eat candy again after... What happened? What happened? What What terrible thing could have made you make such a a wicked promise? It's how I got stuck here, all alone. Sticky candy? In a way. You see, there I was, nine years old, and I woke up in the middle of the night. I was restless. It was the night between... Easter and the day before Easter. Oh, very holy days. <laughs> the night in between Easter and the day. <laughs> when I awoke, I thought maybe I could see that fabled bunny, you know, the Easter bunny, bring me my basket. But I saw something much worse. I saw my parents putting out my Easter basket. There was no bunny at all. Well, I could have told you that. The real Easter bunny is Jesus Christ. Okay, anyways, I was so upset, I ran away from home. I climbed down the mountainside and and hid out in the caves for three whole days. <laughs> three days, huh? I told myself, 
Magellan McConaughey, when you get home, your parents are going to be so happy. They're going to apologize for not letting the bunny come and visit. And they're going to make sure that the real Easter bunny will come to me next year. But when I climbed back up, well, everyone was gone. You wished them away. I don't know what happened, but I wanted to call for help. I wanted to reach out. I wanted to contact someone. An SOS, but... My parents had very strict rules around screen time, so I didn't know how to operate any of the computers. It's like I've always said, any restriction placed on a child will damn them to hell. Are there still computers here? I know how to use a computer. Yeah, there are tons of computers, like in every building, lots of them. Well, perhaps if you feel comfortable, we could use them to see where your, your parents may have gone. Yeah, I bet you'd like that. You could probably call in a bunch of your vanguard goons to come and and march me off to like a like a re-education camp where I become wow. a vanguard guy, a concilium citizen. Oh, that's a good idea. We could re-educate you. Little boy, the concilium hasn't engaged in re-education camps in six entire months. We've done away with the barbaric practice. Yes, we found you at just the right time. We would never attempt that, you know, at any point over the last six months. All right, fine, and you promise you'll find my parents? Look, I don't want to call anyone to this planet right now. I want to keep this quick and easy so we can take the Galaxium, get you set up, and go. I don't want to have a run-in with Vermonters. No offense. I have a question about this fanciful tale. Uh Uh-huh. When your parents disappeared, they did so with all of the other colonists? Yeah, everyone was gone. And did they... Were there spacecraft gone as well, or were they abandoned? Oh, there were no spacecraft. Everyone was teleported whenever anyone came or went from the planet. I see, I see. And that is so very strange. (laughs) Okay, so let's check the computers. Sure, find out maybe a clue. But um, I don't think everybody decided to leave because one boy went missing. The worst part is, since they disappeared, two whole Easter's have come and gone and no candy at all. <gasps> no candy at all? Oh, no. So I swore it off. This is an emergency. And I'm like, I'm struggling against the ropes. I feel like I could just break them. Yeah. Like, this is an emergency that transcends national bonds. Yeah, your candy sense is charging you up, Delicious Donald. Mm-hmm. You can make a prepared lasers roll to see if you can break free from this rope. That's two failures. <laughs> you strain. <laughs> you strain and, and push and stretch and try and break it, but the hair holds. Oh, no. If only I stretched my muscles the way I stretch my tummy with spoonfuls of sugared almonds every night before bed. <laughs> Don't tell mommy. There, there, delicious Donald. There will be plenty of time to dispense candy once we're let free so we can look at the computer. Right, Magellan? All right. He comes down and unties the rope. Bob's Reel has a... uh very like soft imprint of the rope in her body Mm -hmm. she pats Magellan on the head and says there there you've made the right choice now will you take us over to your favorite computer okay and he looks at you with kind of a quizzical look Bubs Real like he's sort of seeing you for the first time and he says you're beautiful oh 
Like an angel. I am like an angel. I'm a space angel. All right, come with me. But first, as promised, and I'm going to pull a maple candy, a maple lollipop out of my back pocket and hand it to him. No, I don't want it. No. What? You can't make me. What? Take it. Eat it. What boy doesn't like candy? I just told you my whole candy-related backstory and I... the tragic role that candy played in my misery. I tried to block it out. I hated it. <laughs> I hated hearing that a boy doesn't like candy. I'll fix you. I'll fix you yet. Bubs Real puts herself between Magellan and Donald and, like, gives him a look. Let me at him. Let me at him. She presses her forehead to Delicious Donald's forehead and speaks to him with her angel telepathy. Dost thou not know that one must not force a child to take candy? If anything, a child may be taken candy from. It is easy, I am told. Ha ha! What the fuck? <laughs> um, Ranson, have you not heard Bub's Reel's, like power voice? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bub's Reel escorts Magellan towards the, the cabins. Great. He leads you towards the what is clearly the cabin that has been kept up the most. You suspect it's his home. You open the door, and it's a complete mess. Like a child lives here with no mother to tell him to pick up. Oh! Little Magellan, I think you'd be much more comfortable in this hovel if you tidied up once in a while. I could clean it up for you. Oh, that's nice. Why don't you clean it up while I look at your computer? Okay. He starts picking up, and you find a computer. Okay. She's going to try to log on. Yeah, you log on, and you see there are... Um, there. The computer has been mostly wiped. There is, like a final log entry. A small holographic figure is sort of projected um, above the computer screen. And it speaks to you. <sighs> Methuselah McConaughey log. Vermont date. April 12th, 2523. Well, the search continues for Magellan, but we've come up short thus far, and even worse, we just got word our request has finally wound its way through the Corexian bureaucracy and were allowed to finally, finally abandon the colony. <laughs> At first, we thought it wouldn't be a big deal. What's what's the issue with a planet with 23-hour days? But it's wrecked all of our sleep cycles beyond repair. It, this whole existence has become something like a waking nightmare. I can't take it anymore. I yearn for a 24-hour day. Just give me a 24-hour day. Of course, young Magellan, well, he's spent his whole life here. He's adjusted to it, but the rest of us, it's tearing us apart. I'm faced with this awful choice. Continue to search for my son or get teleported up to the ship and leave him. I don't know if I can hang on. I don't know what to do. I don't... And then you see the telltale signature of a teleportation happening to him. No, no, but the search, no! And he teleports away, ending the log. Um, Bob's Reel turns to Magellan to see if he was paying attention. He's in another, another room and you hear a lot of like clanging of pots and pans and things. He's picking up. Did you hear any of that? What? Good! Bob's Reel's gonna poke her head out of the cabin and like gesture to Donald and Blue Perno. I'm delicious, Donald. And I am Blueperno. Okay, so good news. Uh, his parents aren't dead. They're just bad parents. And they did leave him. Holy shit. Well, to be fair, they were 
It seems they were teleported, but they were on the cusp of making the wrong decision. That's just as bad as doing it. I feel terrible for this boy. He's a good boy. He's cleaning up his house for his new angel mommy. I think we should take him back to the Cavalier. His parents abandoned him. He fears the Concilium. Classic tough one. I go to look out the window. I put my arm up against the window. I say, no, it would be wrong. A little boy must be with his family, not with us. Look at this wretched thing. He's so, he's so out of time. He doesn't know what he's saying. He's saying he's sworn off candy. Do you think that's a healthy boy? No, that's I don't. a boy separated from his parents. We need to reunite him no matter the cost. Perhaps uh, a signal, a, a distress signal. If we send a distress signal to Vermont, I will just remind you that Vermonters will be aware that the Concilium was here. And... I take it very seriously that part of our mission is not to be apprehended by the enemy. <gasps> and at that, I have an idea. Ooh. He noticed us from our concilium badges, did he not? He did. And I'm going to shove my hands into my pockets and I pull them out covered in chocolate. I smear them over my concilium badge, obscuring it. I smear your badge. I smear both of your badges. For all anyone knows, we're from Vermont ourselves. I even have maple syrup candy on me. Buzzreel's eyes are tearing a little bit with the proximity of the chocolate to her nose. That's true. I'm torn. I don't think his parents are good for him. They, they've left him for two years. Where have they been this whole time while he's been here alone? None of our business. The first thing you learn as a chocolatier is you're going to be dealing with children and their families very often. And you very quickly have to learn none of my business. You're not going to love every dynamic that walks into your store. But you can't fix it. You can't save them all. All you can do is give them a pack of Skittles and hope that it brightens their day. That's the oath I've sworn, and it's the oath I'll die to uphold. Donald, why don't we ask Magellan what he wants to do? Okay. <laughs> Bubs Reel scoots into the kitchen area where she heard the pots and pans. Knock, knock. You look into the room and see that uh, in his attempts to clean it up, Magellan has only made the room messier. <laughs> There's pots and pans everywhere. That's boys for you. Magellan. What is it? So we've learned that your parents were... We're teleported away. Okay, well, good. Then that means they they didn't, like, all get eaten by an animal or something. That's right. Which was my assumption. I thought there was going to be a big animal at the end of this. Maybe there would have been, depending on time. Interesting. That's right. It appears they were teleported without their initiation, but the fact remains they've not come back for you. Now, my friends and I here are of two minds. I think it would be kindest to bring you with us, but you would be wrenched from the only home you know and separated from your parents forever. Or we could try to flag them and lie to them and tell them we're just passers-by and see if they'll take you back with them. Uh, flag them and lie to them. Wow, okay, you didn't even think about it. But you would have to keep up the deception, do you understand me? What deception? I thought you understood. We we would pretend we're not from the Concilium. You mean, lie to my parents? Yes. Ugh. I don't feel great about that, actually. Fine. And I step forward. 
then and I kneel and I, I I I speak to the boy as an equal. I say, then don't lie to them. Tell them the truth. Let them learn that the concilium isn't evil. It's full of human beings and a fish. And an angel. I'm the only human being, in fact. But it's full of people with beating hearts and empathy who eat candy just like everybody else. And I hand him, again, I try to hand him the maple syrup lollipop. Eh? Donald, make a feelings roll. Yes, don't mind if I do. Fuck yeah, I got my laser feelings. <laughs> Joe, did you know that on a pack, on, on the Toblerone in the mountain, there's a little bear? Yes. Oh, good. I did know that. I love a GM who does his homework. He looks at you, a single tear welling up in each eye. He's a little afraid, but his hand reaches out. It, yes, it grabs the lollipop. Eat it. Eat the maple syrup lollipop. He unwraps it. You were right. It is maple leaf shaped. He takes a tentative lick. And... Oh, wow. <laughs> I clap and I dance around. Woohoo! Uh, the boy also starts dancing and clapping. This is the first, like, sugar he's really consumed in two years. He's bouncing off the fucking walls. Woohoo! Hee-hee! Oh, wow! Yeah! My parents? What? My parents? Come with me and you'll be in a world of sugary confections. Woohoo! Bob's real... Is going to wildly grab Donald by the shoulders and pull him aside and whisper urgently to him, I don't know about this. I don't know about this at all. You're you're condemning us to a, a confrontation with the with the Vermonters. You know, it's me. Condemning you? I've broken a once-in-a-generation peace. We don't know that that's going to happen. If this is a disaster, it's going to be on my head. You have to have faith. Ooh. Her eyes twitch. You are a creature of faith. Am I not in my own way? The faith that every bite I take of a donut or a Hershey kiss will bring me closer to God. Bobsreel doesn't know what to do. This is... She takes her mission so seriously, and it... there's just no way that she feels comfortable with... Confront... with, with uh, trying to broker peace with the enemy. She is sure this is going to get her dismissed. I grab Bubsreel by the shoulders. Like, Bubsreel! Yes? Soren Kierkegaard once said of faith that the only way to truly have faith is to know that the, the faith that you have is impossible and to have it anyway. That is the only true faith. Peace between the Concilium and the Corexian Vermont Alliance is impossible. Have faith with me now. Have faith in the impossible. There's a wild look in my eyes. This is the right language to speak to Bubsreel in. She's, she's, she's awed by the faith that this man speaks of. It is impossible to eat candy and chocolate every day for every meal and not die in like two weeks. But I do it. I do it. And look now as I live. I'm 64. Bobsreel nods her head. You're right. You're right. It is impossible. But if it works, then we would be the most valuable people within the vanguard. We would have done what no one else before us dared do. And she rushes over to the computer and she um she sends a she sends a distress signal. You know how to do this. It works. You 
you press an alert button, the screen flashes red, and then after a moment, it says, message received. Ezreal smiles wide-eyed and, and just sort of, you know, the, the tension in her eyes is visible as she just sort of sits and has time to think about what she's just done. Well, we could just go and leave the boy now that help is coming from his people who might hate us. But the, uh, and I, she turns to Donald. Or they could reward us with Galaxium aplenty. Or we take the Galaxium. They weren't using it. No harm, no foul. Abandoned. And leave before they get here. You might not get a promotion for brokering historic peace, however, Bob's real. I've had time to think about it, and I like your plan better. Okay, let's go, 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 go. And, uh, and the aquarium uh, legs uh, sort of scramble around, and he just runs out of the building. Galaxia! Yeah, Luperno, before long, you find sort of the the hatch leading down to Galaxium ta- holding tanks dug into the, the butte itself. But you realize, unfortunately, yes, these are holding tanks for raw, unprocessed Galaxium. This would have to be ferried manually back to the Cavalier over days and days of shuttlecraft trips. Mad. Bob's real is just like, She's holding her head and massaging her temples. So. What's wrong, Angel? (laughs) Magellan, we came here for Galaxium, and my colleague here has just informed me that there's no way to transport the raw Galaxium except by hand, which would take days. And now that we've sent this distress signal to get to your parents, we don't have that time. Now I, of course, as a space angel, could snap my fingers and teleport the Galaxium in an instant, but it would be above my station as a lieutenant junior grade, and so I mustn't. So, you want to turn off the distress signal? Oh yes, we could pause it for a couple of days, right? Bob's real looks down at Magellan, and she looks at her colleagues. No, we won't do that. Okay, good, because I was like, why is this my problem? I'm a child. <laughs> Bob's Reel stands tall. The the light of the setting Mars' sun hits her gorgeous wings, casting her in a golden light. I messed up big time today. But if I'm ever going to make my way honestly through the ranks of the Concilium, then I need to own my own defeat. Mission unsuccessful. She crouches towards, uh, she crouches down beside Magellan. I would have adopted you and it would have been way too much for both of us. <laughs> I sense that's true. She, she puts her head against his head and says, He is blown across the room. <laughs> oh! <laughs> she runs over and helps him to his feet. He's unconscious. Oh! It might be time to get out of here. Um, and I'm gonna oh, wait, 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 wait. He must be arrived. And I'm gonna pull out um a salted caramel with like smelling salts on it and try mm-hmm. to like wave it under his nose to like bring him 
to revive him. So he's just, I don't, I don't want him to look dead. He's, he's, he's groggy. He's, he's half there. He says dreamily, I saw an angel, an angel. Um, so beautiful. And you see like a round, like a perfectly circular figure in the door. Uh, Magellan just waving to you saying, remember, we're good, before I run off. Bob's reel, before exiting, runs over to the desk where the computer is. Are there like post-it mm-hmm. notes or anything? Sure. Okay. She takes a post-it and writes, the concilium was here, parentheses, we saved your son. And sticks the post-it to Magellan. Gives a, her fingertips a little kiss, pats the post-it onto his head, and runs out the door. <laughs> like blocking his eyes. It's like right on his forehead. Yeah. Well, we didn't get the galaxium. But who knows? We may broker peace after all. I left a post-it on his head. And as the teleporter beam hits the three of us, Bupinar says, You what? What adventure lies next amongst, oh, these, those stars of space? Oh, these, those stars of space stars Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Tim Platt, and Joe Lepore as everything and everyone else. Oh, These, Those Stars of Space is edited by Sam Grant, designed by Joe Lepore, and produced by Joe Lepore at Bucket of Milk, with the support of our patrons and our rear admiral, Lucas Wagner. Our theme and additional music is composed by Huge Today. See you next time, Cosmic Voyagers, for another story from Oh These, Those Stars of Space. We fade now back to the colony, but in a very different manner. It is now being scoured by a team of Corexian Vermont agents, investigators looking over the scene. One of them picks up a post-it note and then looks to his colleagues and says, It seems the intelligence reports are true. The Vanguard is here in our space. Well, I sure did have a bad feeling about it every time I'd read a report about some sort of spaceship or another isn't one that we know about. Oh, God, this is going to look like all-out war. Now, now, we have no idea if the boy did or did not write this himself on the post-it as some sort of joke to get our goat for leaving him here for two years. But it corroborates the story of those skunk chickens we interviewed down on the surface. It is hilarious how infrequently people take advantage of their sentience. Little boy, we're their conciliar members here. Answer honestly, and if you answer incorrectly, there could be an enormous war, millions dead. Where are my parents?